We're starting a new series today with the weirdest sermon title ever. It is called Defibrillate My Soul. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten shocked somehow, like some kind of electric shock. I've had a couple doozies in my life. And the worst one by far was at the old building. We actually had a fire up in the ceiling, a small fire, and it was an electrical fire. And so we realized, we went, we popped the breakers off, and there were a couple beams that were on fire. And a couple guys just took some water, doused the beams, and we were all good. And I thought at that point, great, I can go up there. Uh, They killed the breakers so I can do what I got to do. And so I was up there on a ladder in the ceiling, ripping out old wiring. And the next thing I know, there was a jolt of electricity in my back. And I turned around and Andrew had a taser behind me. No, I made that part up. There was a wire in the ceiling that was on a different breaker that that we hadn't turned off yet. And that power went right through me. I don't know if you've ever been kind of shocked. Well, that's what a defibrillator does. A defibrillator is that thing you see in the movies or TV. If there's ever that time where you're watching and somebody, you know, the doctor yells clear and grabs the paddles, puts on somebody's chest. And the defibrillator does two things. It can kind of bounce somebody's heart back into rhythm. If if their heartbeat is too slow or too fast, it can bounce their heartbeat back into rhythm. The other thing it can do is it can bring an almost dead heartbeat or even a dead heartbeat back to life. And in this series, I, I want to propose to you guys that I think our souls need defibrillating. Like our souls need this. And I'm going to kind of explain to you why I think that. You see, for some of us, we kind of used to have a rhythm spiritually. But with the last season, we kind of got knocked off that rhythm, right? Like our, our, maybe our rhythm used to be like we get up early before work or school and we would spend time with Jesus. And then school was taken away, right? Or, or work suddenly became work at home or no work at all. And so we lost that early morning kind of rhythm with God where we would read the, read the scriptures or we would pray or we would worship. Or maybe some of you guys, it was like after, you know, six period or at lunch break at work, you would spend some time just listening to a podcast. You just throw some ear pods in, you'd be listening along and getting closer to God. But again, school was kind of taken away and work schedules were changed. And so you got out of that rhythm. Or maybe you're like a late night person like I am. And so you'd live a long day, work a long day, come home, and then you'd walk out, go on a nice prayer walk, look up at the stars, connect with Jesus. But again, just the weirdness of the rhythm of this season kind of knocked you out. And I believe that God wants to kind of defibrillate or revive our souls back to some of that rhythm again, where we're just with Jesus again. We're opening up the word of God again. We're worshiping again. We're, we're talking with other Christians again. We're getting closer to him. But some of you guys would say, well, it's not just that my soul got bumped out of rhythm. It, it actually feels like my soul is near dead. Like maybe the grief of this last season, the affliction you found yourself in, or maybe because of the the, the lack of rhythm, you got into some kind of like unrighteousness or some worthless things started to catch your eye. And it sort of feels like your soul is dead. Maybe some of the questions we've been forced to ask in this last season has kind of taken its toll on your soul. God, where are you? Why would you allow this or that to happen? And so it kind of feels like your soul needs reviving. And there's this grief we've walked through and there's this affliction that we've experienced and there are these things that have caught our eyes and and what's the answer to all that, right? Like how do we get our souls back into the rhythm that God would want us to be in? How would we find the rhythm for our soul that we don't feel like we're dead spiritually anymore but we can kind of bounce back into life again? That's what I wanna talk to you about here in this series. We're gonna spend a few weeks just focused on how do we get bumped back in to this revived soul where we are healthy. Now here's the deal. Some of you guys are doing 
great. Like I've talked with a few of you guys and you're like, you know what? I feel close to Jesus. I've been doing well. Well, I pray that this just reaffirms and confirms what you've already been doing and you keep going. But I think there's a lot of us who just sort of feel like our soul is out of rhythm or next to dead. So what do we do? What's the answer for that? Well, I want to give you one answer tonight. I want to give you another answer next week. And the answer tonight is really powerful because not only does it address our grief, and some of the worthless things that caught our eyes, and maybe some of the unrighteousness we found ourselves in, it also brings us around these incredible truths about God. See, one of the most powerful things is when I, I like to talk to young people especially and just say, like, hey, what do you think you need in your relationship with God? Like, I've asked different people. I asked my niece this. I, I said, hey, what do you think? She's like 20. Like, like, what do you need to hear at church? Like, do you need to hear like a bunch of like how to do's? Or like, do you just need to learn about the character of God? And when you sink your teeth into who God is, you'll be changed. And she said, I just feel like I need to learn about more and more about who God is. And when I see him for who he is, it's gonna change who I am. And so tonight, as we think about the grief we've walked through and our souls being bounced out of rhythm, as we think about some of the unrighteousness we maybe have found ourselves in, we're going to see that the answer is coming around some truth about God like this, like the fact that he is tender in mercy towards you. Like, like the fact that God is described as having loving kindness, that the fact that God is like righteous and holy and this stuff should catch our attention and bump our souls back into rhythm. This is so important for you and I because God doesn't want your soul out of rhythm. Like he wants you to be in communication with him and he does not want you to feel like your soul is dead or next to dead. If you're not a follower of Jesus, we're so glad you're here. Somebody brought you. You stumbled upon us. I know we have heard that some of our neighbors are listening in. Hello, neighborhood. It is so great to have you. We're so glad you're listening in. But if that's you, then here's what I want to tell you today. God cares about your soul. God cares about you. He cares about your grief, your affliction, the things that your eyes are taking in, the places that you've been. He cares if you feel like you've been completely bumped out of rhythm in this last season of life. And so tonight, I hope you'll listen in with the rest of us. But what we're going to do today is we're going to look at Psalm 119. And this is the longest chapter in the Bible. We're only going to spend our, our time on a few verses that have this word revive in it. Defibrillate my heart, God. Revive my heart. Let it start to beat again. And we're going to see in this beautiful poem, this, this whole scripture, this whole chapter is actually a poem. It's called an alphabetic acrostic psalm. And every, every section of eight verses it starts with another Hebrew letter in the alphabet. It's like this work of art, yet it speaks so powerfully to the struggle that you and I might find ourselves in. And we find really quickly, as you start to read Psalm 119, that the writer of Psalm 119 loved the word of God, like loved the Bible, loved the scriptures, loved God's word. And he starts to say things like this in Psalm 119, uh, 10, he says, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh Lord, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. So as we go through the verses tonight, what you're going to see is, and you've already started to see it, that there are lots of different synonyms that the writer of this psalm, we don't know who wrote it, but the writer of this psalm, he uses a lot of synonyms for God's word. Your law, your statutes, ordinances, commands, decrees. Anytime you hear that, he is talking about the word of God, the scriptures, the Bible. Okay, And so look what happens here in verse 25. He's very real. Okay, He says, my soul clings to the dust. 
My soul clings to the dust. Now, in this time period, this was used as a sign of grief. Like if somebody walked up to you and said, how are you doing? And you said, my soul is clinging to the dust. You would know, oh man, this guy's in a bad place spiritually right now. He's going through some stuff in life right now. And so I don't know about you, but for some of us, we could sort of say, I have lived the first half of 2020 in a period of extreme grief. Like it feels like my soul is clinging to the dust. I don't know about some of you, but I have stood at the side of gravesides this past year in the last six months and I've cried because I've lost loved ones. I've been in conversations with people who have wept because they became unemployed, wept because a relationship, a dating relationship fell apart, wept because a marriage was falling apart, wept because our nation's tearing itself apart. And I've seen tears fall because this has been a really hard year. And for many of us, it feels like our souls are clinging to the dust. And now the great thing about this Psalm is the writer doesn't just decide, you know, I'm gonna leave you right there. My soul clings to the dust. You ever gotten a text from somebody and it's just complete depression and there's no hope in it? You know, like I'm so sad, I'm so broken. My soul clings to the dust. But thankfully the psalmist takes us somewhere and he gives us an answer too. He says this, revive me according to your word. He's saying, defibrillate my soul, God. Bring it back to life, Lord. My soul clings to the dust. I've been so broken and beaten up in this last season of grief, but I believe your word, if I grab a hold of it and I take it seriously, will revive my soul. I'm telling you tonight, guys, that the word of God transforms us. Like when it gets in our soul, it changes us. I open up the Bible one way and I close it another way. Like I open up God's word, I'll open up the app, I'll open up the physical Bible, and I am different when I close it because I've been changed by it. It revives my soul. It brings me from a place of grief and feeling overwhelmed and sad and broken to a place of, wow, okay, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna get through it. It's gonna be all right. God, revive my soul. My soul's clinging to the dust, Lord. Revive me. Now, some of you guys are going, Doug, you're a pastor. You're supposed to say the word of God's gonna revive me, right? I am supposed to say that, but it's also true. And so I encourage you, lean in today. As we drop down to verse 37, it says, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. So we got two things. We got worthless things. And then he says, revive me in your way. We're back to the word of God. Revive me in your word. Anybody here, don't raise your hand, anybody here maybe in the last season as you got bumped out of rhythm spiritually, maybe some worthless things caught your eye. Maybe some impure images on a device caught your eye and you're kind of stuck in it now. Maybe some dollar signs caught your eye. Maybe some kind of possession caught your eye and you're now going, my gosh, my soul is starving, but I'm, I'm chasing this thing. Well, I love that the psalmist here, again, doesn't leave us alone. He says, okay, I want you to turn my eyes away from the worthless stuff that's caught my eye, God, and revive me in your way or by your word. This phrase literally means make my eyes to pass, not noticing evil. You ever been walking through the halls at school or work and suddenly there was evil somewhere and your eyes were drawn to it? What the psalmist is saying here is, oh God, if your word could get in me, it would actually help me not look at that thing that I have no business looking at, that my eyes have no business wandering at. Charles Spurgeon said this, sin first entered man's mind by the eye, and it's still a favorite gate for the incoming of Satan's allurements. He loves to tempt us through our eyes, worthless things, things that lead to brokenness. And the psalmist here says, oh God, revive me by your word and keep me from that. Some of us need that. That's how our soul's gonna get bumped back into rhythm today. That's how our soul's gonna come back from the brink of death today is by getting the word of God in us. And I wanna tell you today that God's word is one of your main weapons against sin. 
Like God's word, when you grab a hold of it, when you speak it out, when you know it, and you can speak it out in a moment of temptation, a moment of brokenness, you will discover it is a seriously powerful weapon in your arsenal as you're walking through life. Drop down to verse 40. Behold, I long for your precepts. Again, this is him talking about God's word. Revive me in your righteousness. He's saying, oh God, I'm unrighteous. Like I I fall short, I'm unholy. I do things that are wrong, but you, God, are righteous and holy. So God, if you could revive me by your word, I could live a different way. I could live a holy life. And if I get the word of God opened up, whether again, it's on a phone or on a book, I got a bunch of millennials on our staff here at church. And recently I said to them this past week, hey, I wanna read a certain book with you guys. You guys want a digital download or physical book? And they almost all wanted a physical book. I was like, I thought you guys didn't even know what that was, but they all wanted the physical book. Sometimes you're opening the physical Bible and you're sitting in your room and you're reading through it. You're sitting on your couch and you're reading through it. You've got your app open and you're reading and you're going, oh my gosh, I'm learning about the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God is changing me. I'm watching a a series right now. I actually just finished it on Michael Jordan. It's called The Last Dance. I don't know if any of you guys caught it. I think he's the best athlete who ever, ever lived. LeBron, bring it. I'll take you any day, okay? Jordan was incredible. And I will tell you, as I'm watching this documentary, catch it on ESPN, by the way, because they bleep out all the bad language. But I'm watching this documentary, and here's what I'm discovering. I am discovering what makes Jordan tick. I'm discovering why he thought that way, why he acted that way, what was going on in his mind when this happened and that happened. I'm learning about about his character and who he is, right? Did you know there's a documentary about God? There's an autobiography. It's called the Bible, right? It's called the scriptures. And when you and I open up the word of God, it revives us and we begin to see the righteousness of God, the holiness of God. And it begins to change you and it begins to change me. Let's drop all the way down to verse 88. It's where we find our next revive statement. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me, God, according to your loving kindness. I, my soul is broken, but you can revive me according to your loving kindness. I love it when two, two adjectives have to be used here, right? Like not just loving and not just kindness. No, God's loving kindness. Like I love in life when you're so excited about something, you have to use two adjectives. Like I'll be talking about Krispy Kreme uh, raspberry jelly donuts. Like they're gloriously amazing. I'll be talking about cinnamon swirl from Glen Wynn Bakery. Absolutely nuts. I'll be talking about the right down the street here, duck donuts, the raspberry lemon donut. Mind-blowingly incredible. Like I have a donut problem clearly, but incredible how sometimes you get so excited about something, you have to use two adjectives, right? To describe how good it is. And here we discover tonight God's loving kindness. The word here is hesed. I'm gonna say it, then I want you to scream it out. Yell it out so all the hog hears you, okay? I'll say it, I'll count to three, scream it out with me. Hesed, one, two, three. All right, good job. Hesed, it means the loving kindness that God has. Did you know that God has a loving kindness? Like he's not just sort of okay with you, like he's madly in love with you. And this word hesed is the word that was used about God when he rescued his people out of slavery and promised to be with them. Let me ask you a question. In this season where our souls have been bumped out of rhythm, do you feel like you're a slave to something? Do you feel like you're stuck in something? Because here's the said, the loving kindness of Jesus who is now reaching out to you and me to rescue us out of that brokenness. Drop down to 107. I am afflicted very much. He says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. He points back to the word of God. Anybody here afflicted? The word afflicted can mean humiliated or oppressed. Maybe you were humiliated by something. You trusted somebody and they stabbed you in the back. Maybe you were humiliated by somebody because you wrote something online you thought was gonna be harmless or was gonna encourage somebody and you got torn apart 
Maybe you're oppressed. You feel like this heavy weight on your life or it almost feels like the devil himself must be running after you right now. The writer of the psalm is telling us that the word of God will revive us if we are humiliated and oppressed. Drop down to verse 154. Please my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to to your word. Our God is a redeemer. That's what we've been talking about last two weeks, right? Last week we saw in the story of Ruth, this beautiful picture of the redeemer that rescued. And two weeks ago, Joe talked about the story of Hosea rescuing back Gomer out of prostitution and slavery, right? This is the God that we have who rescues you and I out of our brokenness. And I love that it says here, again, redeem me, revive me according to your word. The, the redemption of God is, is found in the scripture, right? We open up the word of God and we read it and we begin to understand all that God's done for us. If you're not a follower of Jesus, God wants this for you. Maybe you came here tonight convinced you have got to fix yourself. Like you've got to make yourself okay, desirable to God. And I want you to see tonight that God grabs a hold of our lives even when we're in the midst of our brokenness, even when we are at our worst, as Joe talked about a few weeks ago. Verse 156 Great are your tender mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your word. More double adjectives here to describe God. Have you ever messed, like, you know, you're watching, like, I don't know, a puppy or like a, a kid, your sister's kid, your, your nephew, your niece, or your own kid, and your grandkid, and, and you have this, this puppy or this little child, and you're like, you're, you're tender toward it, right? Like, you're careful how you pick it up. You're careful how you put it down. You're careful what you let it get to. You're careful what you feed this thing, and you're really tender in your mercy toward it, right? Like that's God towards you. Maybe you thought today that he's cold and calculating and angry, but God is tender in his mercies towards you and me. Like he is reaching out to you today, right where you are saying, it's okay. Like I've got you. I'm with you. It's gonna be all right. He, he's speaking you through what you're going through tender in his mercies towards you. Maybe you thought he was just waiting to blast you and find you in your sin and your unrighteousness, looking at worthless things and finally give you what you deserve. No, 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 that's not our God. Tender mercies. Looking at you and me, knowing we're just dust, knowing that sometimes our souls cling to the dust. That's the God we're talking about tonight. And this is the God who wants to revive us according to his word. Here's what I hope you're seeing tonight. God's word revives your soul. God's word revives your soul. Listen to me. This is not a message where I'm smacking you on the wrist saying, come on, be better Christians, open your Bible. No, this is a message where I'm saying, if you and I miss out on God's word, we miss out on him reviving us. Like bouncing us back into a rhythm of closeness with him. Bringing our dead hearts back to life. We miss out on that which means that the, the Bible app on your phone has exactly what you need for your soul to be revived. The Bible back on your shelf at home or your desk has exactly what you need. So here's what I wanna challenge you to do this week, every single day. I wanna challenge you to read the word of God. I wanna challenge you to let it revive your soul. If you were in the habit of waking up early before the pandemic hit, it's time to get back in that habit so you can spend time with God again. If you were in the habit of taking like an hour at lunch to listen to a podcast and get the word of God in your heart, it's time to do that. But Doug, it's summer, so what? You can still do it. Set, it, set, it, set an alarm, just like you're, you're leaving work and you're gonna be on a lunch break and you go and you spend that time with Jesus. Those of you guys who are, are better at late at night, okay, it, it is time to get back out on some prayer walks again and get your soul bounced back into that rhythm. Oh God, revive me by your word. Revive me by your word. 
If you feel like your heartbeat, the heartbeat of your soul is next to dead, if you are clinging to the dust, then I pray today that you will come around God's tender mercies, his loving kindness, his goodness to you, and watch him heal the grief, the affliction. Watch him convince you by his word that he is better than the worthless things and the unrighteous things. So here's what we do. We read his word every day. Let me give you some practical tips. If you are new to this, I encourage you to start to read the book of Mark, okay? If you've never read the Bible before, start with the book of Mark. It's a nice short chapter or book about Jesus' life. You'll get to see who Jesus is and discover a lot about him quickly. And so you'll find it at the beginning of a physical book or in your app. It'll be real easy to find. Second book in the New Testament. If you, listen to me, if you don't like or understand the scripture, please don't just delete the app. Please don't throw the Bible in the corner and say, this is why I don't read this stuff. If there's something you come across in the scripture that you don't like, and you probably will come across it, you need to talk to somebody about it. You need to reach out to your community group leader. Reach out to me. Reach out to us. And, and we'll help you understand what was going on. Aren't there, isn't it true there are times in your life where you've had a misunderstanding with somebody? There's been a communication issue. And then you took the time to talk it out and you realized their perspective and everything's clear. Right? So often we open the Bible and we're like, why would God do that? Why would he allow that? Why would he wish that? And then we take the time to just learn about what was going on when that happened. And we talk with somebody who may be able to understand and explain it. And suddenly we go, oh, that makes perfect sense. And we, we were ready to delete the app. We were ready to stop reading the scriptures over this. So please don't do that. Please reach out to us. In our church app, we have several books of the Bible. Joe's put devotionals together to go along with books like Galatians and others. Right in our app, you can just hit read the Bible or read the devotional and you'll get right there. There's a Bible in the app. If you don't have one, right in the Living Word Church app, there is a Bible you can read. I want to encourage you guys, memorize some scripture. Get, get the, the word of God in your heart and meditate on it a little bit. That's all right, amen to that. And just meditate on the word of God a little bit. You know, I heard somebody said this past week, that pastors are not robots. Pastors are not robots. They have emotions too. And I can tell you guys, and you know, I've been pretty, pretty honest about what we've been going through and the difficulty of, of just the hardships we've walked through in the last several seasons. And you know what? Like, it's been a really difficult season for me personally. Like, to lead through this. This is the hardest leading I've ever had to do in my life through all that our church has been through, pandemic, and then into the brokenness racially, and then into losing a youth group kid, and then into just a lot of struggle. Like, when do we go back to the building? When do we not? Do we stay here? Mass, no mass. Like, there's just so many decisions to make. It's insane. And then we got the building stuff on top of that. And I'm telling you that I have preached to my soul, spoken out loud probably a thousand times a day in the last week, just that little part of Romans 8, 28 that says, God works all things for good. God works all things for good. I was literally mowing the lawn yesterday going, God works all things for good. I walked through the grocery store yesterday and I'm speaking out, God works all things for good. I have to right now. I have to. I'm desperate for the word of God to revive me. I so badly need to be speaking out the word of God. And I want to encourage you, get a phrase or two ready. Get it. If you struggle with feeling condemned and guilty, you got to get Romans 8, chapter 1, or Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Get it in your heart. Speak it out. If you have fear, you got to get 2 Timothy 1, 7 in your heart. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. As a leader, I've been repeating 1 Peter 5, 2 to 4 over and over and over again to myself because it keeps reminding me why I'm doing what I'm doing and it's for Jesus and it's for you. 
right? It's for Jesus ultimately, but it's for you too because I love you guys so much and care for you so much. And so getting the word of God in your heart so you can speak it out. Some of you guys are like, yeah, you know what? I've read the Bible before and I don't know. What, what I'm going to learn something new? Like I'm going to discover something I haven't read yet? Maybe some of you guys are like, I've read my, the Bible my whole life. I went to Bible school. I went to Christian school. I went to Christian college. I got a degree in theology, whatever. Like I'm going to learn something new now? Well, there's a mine in Australia that they've been mining for 45 years, finding pieces of gold. And most recently, they found their biggest discoveries ever. Millions of dollars of gold discovered just recently. Guys, they've been digging in that mine for 45 years, and they're still finding new discoveries. That's just like the word of God. My father-in-law is in his 70s, knows the word of God better than anybody I know. If you're like, yo, where's that verse? He knows it like that. And I can tell you that this morning, he probably opened up the scriptures and found something new that he'd never seen before. And so I want to encourage you guys, get into the word of God. It's going to revive your soul. It's not because you should do it. It's not because it's this church and I'm supposed to tell you that. No, I desperately want your souls to be revived, bounced back into rhythm, uh, brought back from the brink of death so that you have this soul that is alive and full in Jesus. Somebody asked me recently, said to Kelly and I, how are you guys getting through such a challenging season? And I just said two things. I said, first of all, the weights that are placed on us, we give back to Jesus. If someone comes to us and they're going through something and they kind of place a weight on us and they need help, and then I just take that and I gotta bring it right back to God. I gotta say, Lord, thank you that you can carry this weight way better than I can. And the second thing is this, any energy or strength we spend or we give out, we go back to Jesus to get back. And a big part of that is the word of God. A huge part of that is getting into the scriptures and allowing it to revive our souls. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, I pray you'll allow your heart to be bounced back into rhythm with the word of God this week. If you need help, reach out to us. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I pray you'll begin to discover the life that the word of God could give to you. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you one. If you don't know what app to download, we'll download it for you. If you get hung up on something, we will help you work through it. But please allow the word of God to revive your soul. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, I hope you've heard tonight as I've talked about a loving God, a tender God, full of loving kindness and tender mercies and wants to rescue you. And maybe you've been caught in some worthless stuff or some grief. He wants to help you through that. He wants to rescue you out of that. And so today I pray you might think about putting your trust in him. I'll give you a chance to do that in just a minute as we pray. But for everyone here today, let's remember God's word revives your soul. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, God, for the way that the word of God transforms us. I thank you, God, that I can just say personally speaking, I'm never the same when I close the scriptures as when I had opened them. It's always doing something deep in my heart. It's always transforming my soul. It's always doing a new thing in me. And so, God, I thank you for that. And I thank you for the power of the word of God. And I just pray, Lord, that, God, you will be with every person here tonight, God, as they wrestle their own way through it, God, as they maybe open up the word of God and they, they, they find something or see something that, that doesn't make sense. I pray, God, that you'll, you'll help them and you'll lead them and you'll help us help them, God. And, Lord, I just pray for anybody here tonight that doesn't know you, Lord, that, God, you would just do a powerful work in their life, Jesus, tonight, showing them who you are. If you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to put your trust in him, then I encourage you to pray with me now. You could just say something like this. Jesus, thank you so much for being full of loving kindness and tender mercy. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me and you want me to know you and that you gave your life so that I could be free. Jesus, I pray that you'll show me what it looks like to follow you. And Jesus, I pray that you'll give me a real love for your word. 
I thank you, God, for all that you've done for me. I thank you for this amazing gift. In your name, amen. You know, I want to encourage you guys. You know, we're out here tonight, and it's different, you know? I mean, I'm so grateful that we can meet and do what we're doing here, but it's different. It's different than being in the, in the building together and the lights are dark and, you know, nobody can see what's going on around. And I just want to encourage you guys, still worship tonight. Still, still get into it tonight. Open up your app and in the app, there are the lyrics. Just have drive in in the middle. The lyrics are right there. Grab the, the sheet that was handed out if you got that. And I just want to encourage you guys, go for it now, right? Some of you guys so badly need your soul revived and worship is going to be a step toward that. And we're going to celebrate the word of God even as we sing this next song. But I encourage you guys to worship with us as we just lift Jesus high for all that he's done for us. I want to thank you guys for being with us tonight. And I just pray that you guys will take seriously this encouragement to look to the word of God to revive your soul.